Welcome to Bridges for Mission. We are so delighted you found us. Here is a special poem I wrote for you to listen to before we invite our featured guest. Come and be seen. Yes, you, from the North, South, East, and West, emerging leaders. Yes, you, the human race. The call, email, text is for you. Come and be seen. Short-term mission is making space for you. Are you ready to sit, stand, learn, observe, be curious, ask questions, and be God's ambassadors of mercy, hope, and love? Come and let the world know you exist. Come and wave the flag of peace, walking with purple armor of royalty, revealing gold shoes for the promised land and sharpening poetic tongues of truth. Are you ready to acknowledge you are made in God's image? Yes, you are beautifully and beloved by God. The cloud of witnesses made their footprints. Now it is your turn to serve and let the world know you exist. Come and be seen. You have been set in the potter's hands. It is time to wake up your race. It is time to see and be seen, to notice and be noticed, to walk and be held, to run and be picked up, to speak and not be silenced, to receive God's anointing and be prophetic, to be heard as the hands and feet of our Lord and Savior. You were prayed up yesterday. You are invited today. You are welcome where God is already at work. You come as you are from the north, south, east, and west emerging leaders, young and seasoned, International Ministries invites you to God's table. Come and be seen. Yes, come and be seen. Bridges for Mission welcomes you as you are. I'm Reverend Sandra Dorsonville, one of the creative minds and co-producers of this podcast. The poem you just heard was inspired by the artist Joe Davis and his song entitled Show Up. We are so glad you are joining us from all corners of the earth to learn, be inspired by, and motivated by the conversations you've listened to, who who talk about all the aspects of short-term mission, of being sent, of serving, and of finding God where God invites us to serve. Yes, you are welcomed at this table. I am Minister Nicole Cox, co-creator and co-producer of this podcast. I know you will be transformed, stretched, curious by what you heard. Why don't you come with that open heart and be bold and be you before God? Well, hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of B4M. Um, Today, we will be continuing our Emerging Leader Special that we have for you. Um, And so we have two guests. Um, with Sandra and myself today. Um, Erica Lipton and Andrew Wong, they are both young leaders um, in two different fields, um, but amazing individuals. So we're super excited to have them with us today um, and for you to hear some of their story and to hear some of their experiences that they have had. Um, So to get started, um, let's hear a little bit about you yourselves. Um, uh, Andrew, Erica, who would like to go first? Um, I guess I can go first. Um, My name is Erica. I'm currently a student at Palmer Seminary. I'm going for my MDiv and my MBA, and I also currently work for 
uh, Eastern's prison education program and a middle school mission trip organization called My Calling Ministry. Hi, um, my name is Andrew Wong. I'm a student at Fuller Theological Seminary. Um, I've been a student in the Certificate of Christian Studies, but I'm finishing that up this summer. And in the fall, I'll be a student in the Masters of Marriage and Family Therapy. So I'm really excited to start that. Um, professionally, I work with a ministry called Servant Partners, which is a community transformation ministry. So we work and live alongside urban marginalized communities. We're in about 20 cities around the world. And we focus on church planting, uh, community organizing, and helping to nurture the leadership that already exists uh, in every community. Um, yeah, so really glad to be here with you all. It is really a delight to have you, to have both of you, um, two different fields, but um, both in, you know, ministry and different facets of ministry. So um, definitely, thank you. My question to you um, and listeners, yes, you remember this voice. I'm Reverend Sandra Dorsonville, the other collaborator and a creative mind behind this episode. Um, what brought you to seminary? So let's, uh, since Erica went first, let's have Andrew answer that question first and then Erica. Yeah, I think I was drawn to seminary in part just uh, sort of a love of learning. So, um, I think there were just different questions and things I wanted to reflect on coming out of my life, um, kind of in the church, uh, ministry, and my own spiritual journey. And uh, I was doing a lot of that just kind of on my own, but I, I wanted a space to kind of reflect with others, um, to kind of ask those questions with others. So that was um, a large part of it. Um, but then also just a desire for more equipping and more growth, um, just as a, a younger leader, um, in my serving in my context. I just wanted some more skill development too. Um, I feel like kind of similar to me, like that desire for knowledge. I had always kind of like wanted to go to seminary, but just like assumed I would go when I was old and bored and retired. Um, and I came out of, <laughs> I came out of my undergrad degree and realized that I was like living for the times where I could volunteer in missions um, as opposed to what I had studied in undergrad. And I was like, that seems, silly and so I ended up getting a job in ministry um, and as that job progressed I was like this is something I want to study more seriously uh, and so I applied to Palmer uh, on a whim I went on vacation and I came back and they had accepted me and so I kind of applied and I was like if God wants me to go now like he'll figure it out um, and it just kind of all fell into place and so I ended up here not quite knowing. And as I went through school, I was like, this is where I wanted to be. Like I wanted to learn and be in that community um, and just was very happy where, where I ended up. Wonderful. So it sounds like it, it was quite that rich conversations between God, but also the experiential part of it and reaffirming or affirming um, what the passion was developing. Cause I hear that passion in both of your hearts and what you've shared. And, um, and for you, Andrew, just that, that incarnational aspect of living in the community that you wanna serve and uh, the commitment, uh, 100% or even 200% with that. Um, can you tell more, can you share more um, what you feel comfortable um, sharing with our listeners? And, and the same for you, Erica, because uh, prison ministry not, not we don't, necessarily see a lot of women um, dedicating and committing and saying, yes, Lord, use me in prison ministry. So, um, so we'll start with you, Andrew, um, that incarnational living 
of ministry? Yeah, so for um, a little over six years, my family and I, we lived in the Exposition Park neighborhood of South Los Angeles. And I kind of joke around that my wife was more of like the Nehemiah. She's a community organizer. She was working in issues of environmental racism and environmental justice in our community. And I'm a little bit more of the Ezra. So I was serving our church, um, which is a multi-class, multicultural neighborhood parish. Um, and yeah, just life um, kind of alongside of our neighbors. So living in, um, you know, this one square mile area that where we were um, really focusing our work, where we had um, oil and gas extraction happening that my wife was organizing around. Um, the schools that we were partnering with and serving were right in that area. So um, it was very localized and really focused. Um, and I think, um, you know, largely working alongside black and brown communities in that context um, and getting to really learn a lot from the black and the brown church in that context. Um, and so I think in part seminary was um, helpful and also unhelpful, helpful in the sense of getting to step back when your life is just so immersed, right? When you're so present in a community, it, it can be helpful to step back and reflect. Unhelpful sometimes in that um, as a practitioner, you're always trying to bridge those worlds between the academic and then the practical. Um, and so sometimes when you're coming in with some very practical questions, sometimes you have to do the work uh, to find some answers to that where uh, if, if there's maybe been a more academic or kind of theoretical understanding of ministry when you're kind of uh, there on the ground trying to figure out what is God doing and how do you respond? Powerful. I can just imagine some of those conversations with God or even the listening, the deep listening that needed to happen um, and feeling affirmed and reaffirmed or, or stretched more so than, um, than in other settings. So, so thank you. Thank you for sharing. Erica, what about you? Yeah. Um, just to clarify your question is kind of like, how did I end up in? Yeah. Um, I feel like it was really one of those scenarios where I kind of wanted to go one way and God was like, no, you should go this way. Um, so Kimberly Johnson is kind of the leader at Eastern for the person education program. And I was looking for a job while I was in seminary and I had a lot of mission experience. So I was looking for kind of a mission related job. Um, and someone had like referred sent me their email and been like this person's looking for a job you know she has a good resume and then Kimberly Johnson reached out and I was kind of like this wasn't what I was looking for but it's really interesting um and so as I started working with her it really just like opened my mind and I was like wow like this is something I had never thought about before you know and it was a whole community of people um and like a very underserved and, and like misunderstood community that I was uneducated about and that so many people I know are uneducated about. And so like, as I started learning about it, I started becoming more and more passionate about like, this is happening in our communities and so many people don't know and don't understand what's even happening. Um, and so I think that's what really like got me hooked in prison ministry and got me being like, this is something that's really I'm passionate about. So as young adult leaders in both of these fields, do you feel heard? Like, do you feel like people um, listen intently and respond and respect when you, you know, when you step up and you know, really show your leadership skills um, in both areas for Andrew and Erica? 
yeah, I think it depends. So on one hand, I feel that my organization has been very open to um, trying new things and taking some risks I've suggested. Um, so my, my role right now is director of recruiting. And so part of that has been sort of how do we stretch into new spaces of training folks for mission, of engaging people right where they're at, of helping people discern. And I feel really grateful that I haven't been asked to just sort of maintain what was, but I've been given some freedom to try new things. Um, and of course, in trying new things, there's that risk that it doesn't work, um, but you still learn from that. So I think there's been a good amount of freedom there and I feel quite hurt in that way. Um, at the same time, I think I've had some interesting experiences um, of being in spaces with uh, mission agencies that are networking or discussing best practices. And I've found that in those spaces, I'm almost always the youngest person there. And oftentimes I'm one of the few people of color. Um, and some of that is even a generational thing, right? As generations get younger in the US, uh, they're becoming progressively more diverse. Um, and so I think, um, it, you know, if ministries are not preparing the way for emerging leaders, for a more diverse generation of leaders, then I think that's a great loss. And I've been in some of those spaces where it's clear that there's sort of like a business as usual, maintaining things as they have been, but there's not necessarily a lot of asking the next generation, well, what do you think? And how does your experience um, differ from, from what we're talking about here? So I think um, sometimes I feel that tension in some of those spaces of wondering, um, are, we, are we preparing for the change that's coming? Are we preparing for the rising generations that are more diverse? Um, that, that are here really already. Uh, yeah, I would definitely agree with Andrew. I think it's kind of a, a mixed bag where a lot of times like, you know, people are very good at like listening and hearing your voice, but there's those other times where it's like, you're the token young person in the room, right? And they're like, oh, we're talking about technology and social media. So what's your opinions? We'll go with your idea. Um, and as someone who hates Instagram, that can be really frustrating. Um, but I also think more specifically in prison ministry, um, so much of it just has to do with listening because, uh, you know, me as a white girl from suburbia, I've never been in the position that a lot of these people that we're trying to help have been. And so I think listening and letting the people who um, have been in those situations and understand those situations speak is kind of a very important part of that role. Um, and I think that's something that people see young people as struggling to do, but I think young people from my experience actually do really well. So I think it's an interesting um, dynamic in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, being, you know, in that, that young adult category myself, I 100% understand being the token young person in the room. I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a church setting or a school setting at Palmer myself, for the longest time, I was the youngest person at Palmer. And especially working on student assembly. <laughs> I get asked my age every single class. Every yeah, single I, class. Yeah, you, you've pretty much taken my spot on that one, Erica. You're you're now the, the token young person at, at Palmer, unless someone else joins. So like it is it's it's a struggle when you get into a situation and you're the token young person and they, you know, they expect you to have all the technology tools or have these wild and crazy ideas because you're young and you should be adventurous and like all this stuff. And we're just like well, yes, but, you know, a lot of us just don't have the confidence to to express it or to step up and be leaders because we've not been given that chance. Or if we get or, or if we, you know, we enter into the role of a leader, you know, 
we are expected to maintain what is already there because we're too young to know any different, quote unquote. Um, so it is, it's very, it's very difficult being heard as a young adult. But like you said, Andrew, you know, the generation is here, we're coming. And, you know, how does, how does society kind of evolve with that and, and go with the change and, you know, welcome us into the fold, but also understanding that we are young, we still do need encouragement and support and guidance so that we can be trained. And then, you know, years down the line, we can then train others. Um, But if we also don't have a good experience of people training us, then we won't get that experience. And then we'll have difficulties training the next generation. So I think in time, I think it's getting slowly better. Like it's like, you know, a little, you know, going like 5,000 an hour, you know, just trotting down the road, but you know, it'd be nice for it to pick up a little bit of, of speed and, and to get a little bit quicker on that. Um, so in my, in my new title with uh, International Ministries, the second half says, and emerging leaders. Um, and I've realized as I've started developing flyers and sending emails and doing all this stuff, kind of promoting this, this newer initiative for SDM, that people are like emerging leaders. Like, what is, what does that mean? Like, what is, what is the, what does that encapsulate kind of thing? So when I say emerging leader to you guys, what is, what comes to mind? Like, what is the, the first initial thought when you hear those words? Yeah. So when I hear emerging leader, I think of becoming, right? Like a sense of growth of uh, what you will be is not yet certain, but there's some kind of growth happening. So like the shoot is coming out of the ground. You can see something growing but what fruit it's ultimately going to produce, right? That's unclear. And I think that's a really wonderful place to be in, right? Um, It's uncertainty, but it's becoming. So that's a lot of what I think of when I hear that emergent leader kind of language. Yeah, no, I think Andrew hit it right on the head. Like I always think of like my youth group, we always use that word to describe like high schoolers that we wanted to involve in youth group leadership. So it was like the people who hadn't quite yet, but like you saw that potential and they were like kind of already doing the work without being there. Um, And so when you say emerging leaders, that's immediately what I think of. So with that, do you consider yourselves emerging leaders? Yeah, I think I, I personally do consider myself an emerging leader particularly around that sense of becoming, right? So I, I think I've grown in self-awareness. I've certainly grown in skills in the last maybe 10-ish years of, of serving in both kind of lay ministry as well as vocational ministry. But I think those questions of still how, um, how ultimately will I kind of answer God's call and what specific context and way, I think a lot of those questions are still open, right? And so I think uh, I feel some of that where, um, I'm not kind of settled yet. I'm not sort of fixed yet in what I'll be doing. So in that sense, I think I do feel like an emerging leader. Um, and, but, but so there's still that ongoing process, right, of, of self-awareness and, and God awareness. I think that's happening. Wonderful, wonderful. What about you, Erica? Um, I actually don't think I do. I think, um, so I think, I don't know if you guys have ever heard like the first follower theory, but it's like the the first follower is the person who, so there's the leader and then there's the first person who follows them, right? And that's like what gets the momentum of people following. And so when I think, when I think about like my ministry and my actions, so much of my focus is always like, where's the Lord calling me? Where is he calling me to do? And so when I think of myself, 
I just think of myself as a follower. Like I'm just trying to follow God and follow where he's calling me. And so I want to be that first follower, the first one that takes the step where I think he's calling the one that encourages other people to follow. But I don't think of myself really as a leader, um, mostly because, yeah, I'm just doing my best to follow. So you feel so what I hear is, and what I think the listeners also hear is, um, definitely wanting to be in tune with God's call and God's nudge. Um, so with, do you then see after the affirmations of the following then to be called as an emerging leader or a leader, or it's still that is yet to be defined for you? I, I think you could, yeah, I guess you could define it that way. Um, I just think I, I'm one of those people who like words speak you know, speak it into existence, you know? And so um, I think for me, I get a big head easily. So I like, I know if I think of myself as a leader, I'll leave God out of it. And Mm -hmm. so I like, I know for myself, I need to be constantly discount double checking and saying like, he is the leader I am not, you know? Um, So I think in a lot of aspects and by, you know, like Andrew's awesome definition, you could put me in that category, but I don't think I'd ever want to put myself in that category. well, yeah, and that's my brain. No, but thank you. And, and, and I appreciate the pushback because that's what we're talking about. And that's what hopefully the listeners are living is to honor what you say and not impose, um, let's say my definition or my slant in it, but to really hear you and listen. And I, that's what you, both of you have been talking about how we listen, how are you listened? How are the young people, the growth um, and wanting to receive guidance but, all, but be heard, be heard for who you are and who God is, is uh, molding you to be, but it be heard um, fully as you are. So I, I truly appreciate that, Erica. Um, so thank you for sharing. Um, and I'll pass it on to, to Nicole to um, close us today. What a rich, rich conversation we've had. I wish we could have some more time with both of you and maybe we'll call you back if that's okay with you. Um, and delve deeper into one of those incarnational ministries. But Nicole, it's all yours. Yeah. Um, I, so I know our time is coming to a close, but I need one more word from each of, of you guys today. So if you could give one word as an advice, what would your one word be? I know that's tricky to not a have to explain it. Can I do a phrase? I'll give you a phrase. I'll give you a phrase, but no definition, just a, just a phrase. Um, I think the best advice I was ever told was God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I will also go for a phrase because I, I don't think I'm articulate <laughs> enough to pick one word. Um, but uh, a, a piece of wisdom I heard once from an international worker um, who's working in informal settlements in Manila, he said, God cares more about who you're becoming than what you will do. Mm. I love them both. I love them both. Um, Sandra, do you have a phrase real quick? Cause I've got one that, okay. She's saying no um, listeners. Cause you can't see her head, shake, but she's saying no. Um, I'm, just, I'm just, you know, my cup is so full and overflowing by what I've received with, um, from our follower and our emerging leader that I need to sit mm. with that. And at times it's just sitting in the pause. So yeah, God is asking me to sit. Okay. Well, before I say my, my piece, cause I think it goes well with the two, 
the two amazing ones that was also said today um, is I want to thank you both for for joining. Um, definitely would love to have you back for a part two in whatever way that develops. So stay tuned to your emails and we'll get you back on soon. Um, but thank you again for coming and just sharing um, what was on your heart and how you see young voices and how they are being heard or not being heard within um, whatever occupation or area that young leaders are in or young followers are in. So I will leave you with this as well, leaders. Um, it's be a voice, not an echo. Thank you so much for joining us today and learning more about the Emerging Leaders Initiative. To find out more, please go to internationalministries.org, click on Global Missions, and then Journals. And then look for the journal entitled STM New Initiative for Youth and Young Adults. And for more, you can also email ELC at internationalministries.org. That's E-L-C at internationalministries.org. Until next time.